Coming live from New Orleans, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Courtney Elmer, CUN founder of Effortless Life, and she's a podcast host, very famous podcast host, host of Anti-Fragile Entrepreneurship, sought-after consultant and speaker who empowers online entrepreneurs to embrace anti-fragility and grow through what they go through to create the in greater income, influence, and impact they deserve. Welcome to the show, Courtney. Thank you for having me, AJ. I am delighted to be here. It's an honor. You are welcome. It's a privilege to have you on the show. And you know, a lot of people, not just in India, but also across the world, I'm sure, will be able to learn from what, from your insights, from your experience, from your knowledge that you are going to share. And we'll be talking about, you know, four key systems for building a big business that can weather any storm. So we'll come to that. But first, Koti, to understand from you, you talk about anti-fragility of business. So help us understand what this anti-fragility means about and how does it how have you combined it with entrepreneurship yes i love this question because when you say anti-fragility most people don't know what that means and it's because typically when we face periods of adversity seasons of stress seasons of intense pressure maybe we're experiencing something difficult with a family member we've suffered a loss we've experienced a setback in our business these are all situations where throughout our life, throughout our work, we sometimes find ourselves. And most people tend to think that if I can just get through it, if I can just grit my teeth and make it through, you know, I'll, I'll be better equipped to deal with a situation like this the next time. Well, what most people don't realize that they're describing there is resilience. Resilience simply means being able to experience stress, experience pressure, and bounce back from it. What resilience doesn't mean is to grow through those experiences and come out stronger on the other side. And that is the definition of anti-fragility. It goes a step beyond just being resilient in the face of stress or pressure or adversity, but actually growing through what you go through in order to become the person that you're meant to be. You you make it sound very easy. When you say it, it seems to be believable. But then how does it actually work on the ground, Courtney? Because most of the time, especially, you know, small businesses, entrepreneurs who have just started and, you know, they, freelancers, coaches, they are all under stress of getting the, enough leads for themselves. And then that is when the stress keeps on building on them and whatever everybody is born with a different level of resilience and some some at some place in time you know there will be different levels that they can endure uh, uh, take take care of the problems that they have in their life in terms of their endurance so how do they keep that resilience how do they still are able can able to see the silver lining and and still fight on for that day wait for that big day when they will be successful this is an excellent question because aj you are right when we are in the thick 
of the stress, right? We're in the, we're going through whatever it is we're experiencing. It's hard. It's dark. Sometimes it doesn't seem like there's a way out or light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes it feels like this is how it's always going to be. And what I want you to call to mind, the best way I can explain this is with the story of our ancient ancestors who were traveling the world and looking for places to settle, to set up camp, to build their family, you know, to put down roots. And in many parts of the world, not so much here in New Orleans, it's pretty flat here, but many parts of the world, you've got mountains and you've got valleys, right? And so think back to these ancient civilizations and they would go, they would set out and they would start exploring and, and look for where to settle. None of them settled on the top of the mountain. None of them set up camp halfway up the mountain or three quarters of the way up the mountain. They settled in the valley because it was the most fertile ground. It was the most life-bearing place that they could settle and put down those roots. So we can look at this metaphor and look at our life and look at these dark seasons in your life as valleys. We all have them. We say the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, the peaks and the valleys. When we're in the valley, most of us, our human tendency is to want to get out of that valley as quickly as we can because it's uncomfortable. It's painful. It doesn't feel very good or very fun to be there. But when we can begin to recognize that the valleys are what bear the fruit in our lives, then being in the valley, even though it might not get easier, you are better able to withstand the darkness because you can begin to recognize and train your brain to realize that there is something here for me and that this is happening for a very specific reason. It's because I need to grow. It's because I need to learn this lesson. Oftentimes people will say, gosh, why does this keep happening to me? We find ourselves in similar situations where, gosh, this was me two years ago, and now I'm in this situation just like this. Why does this keep happening? And the reason is because you haven't learned the lesson you needed to learn yet to move beyond whatever that situation is that keeps happening. So that is one small mental shift we can make when we're in a dark season, when you're laying awake at night and you don't know where your next client is going to come from. Those leads aren't flowing in consistently. You're not getting the traffic to your website that you think you should be. And you're not sure how you're going to pay your team or make ends meet or pay your bills and your rent that month because you don't know if the revenue is going to be there. What you can do is look at the resources that you have. Look back in your life at the hard times that you've experienced. And what resources did you lean on to pull yourself through those difficult times? What did you learn from those? And how can you apply that knowledge to this situation to help you stay motivated and help you stay intent on moving through the dark season, whether it's a day, a week, a month, a year, however long that dark season lasts, but to move through with the hope that as long as I continue moving, the light will come. Right, right. But then in today's time, Courtney, a lot of times, you know, especially in Silicon Valley and in the business circles, they say that if you have to fail, then fail quickly so that you know about the truth and then you can move on to something new. So how does an entrepreneur who has enough resilience 
balance between something which is not working out, which may not work out? How does he see the practical part of it? And be also resilient at the same time, but it should be a practical resilience and not just chase something which, which may not work actually all the signals. So how do you balance these two things? Because you teach a lot of people, you coach a lot of people. So how do you tell them? How do you they maintain that momentum during challenges, during obstacles, but at the same time, making sure that their resilience does not become uh, an obstacle in their own uh, path of success so that they can leave something and then move on to something new, something fresh. The old must give new uh, uh, way to the new or uh, or something not great has to give something. Many, many businesses, it happens. The first thing they did not work, it did not work out. Second thing did not work out, but the third did. So how do you put that thing together for entrepreneurs? Excellent question, because sometimes in the moment, it's hard to know if you should stay the course or jump ship. And there's a book that Seth Godin wrote called The Dip. And he talks a lot about this, much like these valleys that I was describing. And when you're in that season, how to know if this is worth pursuing or if it's not, if it's time to move on and to really weigh the cost of those decisions. If staying here, what's the cost? What's this going to look like six months from now? What's the market going to look like six months from now? You know, look at the newspaper industry, right? There are a lot of people that dug in their heels and they said, no, newspaper is it. And we all know the way of the newspaper. We know the way of blockbuster films we have here in the U.S. where you don't go to a store anymore and rent a movie. You watch it on Netflix. You stream it. So there are some industries, you know, that you can see the writing on the wall. And that's part of the assessment. You have to look at, you know, where are you positioned currently? Where is your industry position? What's forecasted? You know, over the next one year, three years, five years, 10 years, what could this potentially look like? You know, is this is this a rising tide or is this a sinking ship? And what I would encourage you to also consider is your personal health, your mental health, your physical health. Sometimes it's not worth writing something out if, you know, you can look ahead into the future and kind of forecast, well, maybe this isn't the best place to be. Maybe a pivot here is needed or maybe a, a complete shift altogether into a different industry. On the flip side, there are also those times where we're just experiencing a hard season. And I'll share very personally, the past eight or nine months in my own life have been a valley. I lost two good friends completely randomly to a random act of violence. My aunt, who I love dearly and have always been very close to, passed away. And I experienced a lot of inner shifts within my business with team members moving on for various reasons. They have different life events happening on their end, moving on for that reason, having to replace them, having to carry the workload in the interim, and feeling like, gosh, where is the light at the end of this tunnel? This is hard. This is dark. But at the same time, I know that the business I've built is a business that stems directly from my values, from the mission and the work that I feel called to do in the world. And so I can look at my business from that perspective and notice, okay, this is not necessarily a moment in my life or in my business where I need to jump ship, 
but where I simply need to stay the course. It's hard right now, but there's no indicator that, you know, the industry is suddenly going to take a new direction or, you know, I teach a lot about podcasting. Podcasts aren't going anywhere anytime soon. So I can look at that and notice with logic, not with emotion, that I'm well positioned in my space right now, but I am experiencing a tough time emotionally. So those are some ways that we can begin to look at these dark seasons in our life. Is this something that we see, you know, more from a business perspective? Is this going to continue? Is the industry going to take a turn? You know, am I riding a sinking ship here? You can make that logic-based decision. Or is this just a dark season for me? Maybe personally right. that's affecting how I feel about my work. Right, right, Courtney. And that is where, you know, the systems come into place where you can put those systems that will be able to help you to weather any storm that comes in front of your business. So you talk of for building up four key systems for building a business that can weather any storm. Help our audience understand these systems, you know, what they can implement, what should be implemented or can be implemented, should be implemented. And that's what people would like to learn from. you. Yes. You know, when I first got into business, AJ, I was just on a mission. I wanted to help people. I wanted to make the world a better place. I wanted to help entrepreneurs use their voice for positive change in the world. And I started my business and I very quickly realized there was a lot more to it than setting up a website and creating an online course and, you know, putting out a few posts on social media. And I think this is the case for most entrepreneurs. We get into business for ourselves and we realize that there's a lot to learn about running a business. And of course, we fail forward. We do trial and error. We figure it out as we go. But at a certain point, for me, I noticed this tending to happen among high five figures, low six figure mark. You've grown to a point, but you're probably beginning to realize I can't outgrow myself. My business cannot grow beyond me if it's too dependent on me. And chances are at that point in business, you're still wearing a lot of hats yourself. You're still doing the marketing. You're still doing the sales. You're still teaching your clients and delivering what you're promising. You're still the one in your inbox answering emails. So we start to think, okay, how can I delegate? I know I need to outsource. I know I need to hire help. But what I would encourage people to think about before even making your first hire or your next hire is to look at your business, take a step back and two things. First, look at why you started. Why did you start? And number two, do you have the systems in place to build a business that can grow beyond you? Now, most people know why they started. They might have veered off track and, you know, gotten lost in the day to day and they've kind of lost sight of that why, but they could usually get back to it pretty quickly. But the systems is what often trips people up. And the four systems, no matter what industry you're in, no matter what niche you serve, you need to have a visibility system that helps position you as a go-to expert in your niche that generates leads for you without you having to pump out and create content 24 seven or spend money on expensive ad campaigns first and foremost, because how else are people going to find you? Right. Number two, a sales system that you can enroll clients or customers on a consistent basis without feeling like you're always chasing people down or where's my next lead going to come from? Where's my next client going to come from? 
a reliable system that can bring leads and sales to you effortlessly. The third system is deliverability. A lot of people miss this one. It's very easy to focus on marketing and sales because we know that's what we need to do in order to gain awareness and to make money. But deliverability is very important. And what that means is how am I giving and ensuring that my clients have the experience that I want them to have? Whether you're coaching one-on-one -on -one or teaching a group program or whether you have a software that you created and people are using that software, right? How can I ensure my clients have an exceptional experience so that they remain a client, so client retention, and that they refer me to other people? That's very important. And a lot of entrepreneurs drop the ball with that system. And then the fourth and final system is operations. This is the day-to-day -day stuff that holds the business together. It's like the glue of the business. If you don't have it, your business is quickly going to fall apart. Chances are, you know, if you leave your inbox untended for too long, a lot of trouble can happen, right? It can overflow very quickly. And so these are the day-to-day -day things that are necessary for the health of your business, legal, taxes, bookkeeping, client concierge is what we call it, client success. You know, how do we interact with our clients? Answering their questions, answering incoming emails, replying in a timely manner, producing our podcast, lots of different things that can fall into the operations category. So what we notice is that, you know, when I sit down with a client who I'm working with for the first time is we'll take an assessment of how they feel they're doing in each of these four areas. And most often they're doing pretty well in one or two of them and not so well in the other one or two of them. And so some people might say, I'm really good at sales. I close seven out of 10 people that I sit down on calls with and, you know, but, but I don't have leads coming in consistently. Okay. So I need to look at visibility or, you know, I'm actually pretty good on visibility and marketing sales, not so bad, but my clients don't renew you know, or, or they're not referring me. I'm not getting referrals. Well, let's look at deliverability. So I get that question sometimes too, which is how do I know which system to focus on? And I always say, just rate yourself on a simple scale of one to 10. One being, I don't have any aspect of this within my business. I'm doing no marketing. I have zero sales. You know, basically you're starting it from nothing. And 10 being, I'm doing this so well, I don't think I could do it any better. Rate yourself. And then notice what, what, is, what is the biggest rock? What's the biggest sticking point? Is it lead flow? Is it conversions? Is it teaching your clients and delivering them? You know, I'm, I'm a coach and consultant, so I always say teaching clients, but this could be servicing, you know, your software clients. This could be whatever you're doing to deliver what you've promised. Or is it the day-to-day -day operations that are really bogging you down? And that's where we focus first to start putting good foundations in those areas and get you the support you need to then focus on other areas. Wonderful. Wonderful. And you focus a lot on podcasting because podcasting can serve uh, quite a few purposes or in, in terms of the systems that we just talked about. So you talk, like, for example, podcast as a lead generation in terms of visibility. So you are a very famous podcast host. You run a very, great podcast, uh, Anti-Fragile Entrepreneurship. So tell us how, you know, people keep on talking about podcasting, but I would like to understand from you, you have, uh, you're seeing it from very, very close quarters. So how can people 
who are looking at their system, especially small businesses, entrepreneurs, use podcasting best to fulfill the needs of these four systems and especially, you know, lead generation because that is where it all starts. It gives you that that hope, that the chance to serve your customers. So help us understand this aspect of this. Yes. So podcasting is something that I never saw myself teaching in a million years, but have quickly grown to love because I love first helping people establish really healthy visibility systems. Because as you mentioned, lead generation is where it all starts. We've got to have an inflow of leads on a consistent basis in order to have predictability in our business. Very important. And one of the things that I have noticed in the marketing space is that if you don't have a big budget to run ads and ad costs are at an all time high now, which makes it you know out of reach for a, for a lot of small business owners and especially people who are just getting started, then you really have two options to market your business. You have short form content and you have long form content. Now, short form content, there's a few characteristics to these types of platforms. You don't own the audience. It's largely based on trends, not original content. You have to publish with increasing frequency to stay relevant. And it could all disappear tomorrow. And even right. if you work to build a big following, you'd be left with nothing. A lot of entrepreneurs, when they're getting started, focus on building a social media presence. All social media channels fall into the short form content category because they fit all these criteria. Publishing with increasing frequency, dependent on trends, you don't own the audience, it could disappear and everything you've built goes with it. But we're under the impression that you can grow very quickly with social media. So a lot of people will start trying to get visible with the social media strategy. Problem is there's over a billion users on any given account, TikTok, Instagram, you name it. There are so many users. And a lot of the Instagram experts, let's just say, or TikTok experts will say, that's huge opportunity. There's so many people on this platform that you could potentially reach. And while that might be true, what they're not telling you is that there's also a lot of competition. And so it becomes very hard to compete for the attention of those 1 billion users. So I started to realize this in my own business. This was three years ago, right before the pandemic hit. And I said, you know, I don't have the time to play the short form content game. Yes, I have an Instagram account. Yes, you can look me up on LinkedIn. Yes, I'm happy to connect with you in my DMs, but it's not my primary source of content. So I started looking at other options where I could create more leverage in my business. Because at this time in my life, I was a new mom. My son was home with me full time. I was working during his naps. So 30 minutes here, an hour there switching between work and mom mode. I'd go from answering a client email to, you know, feeding him applesauce. And it was so obvious to me that I needed a better way to not only get more visible, but also create leverage in my marketing strategy, both with my time and with being able to reach people. So I looked at the four options that exist, which we could label long form content strategies, write a book, start a blog, grow your email list, start a podcast. And as I looked at these, I looked at books and I said, well, of course I would love to write a book. I have three books I'd love to write one day, but that's gonna take years to write the book, to publish the book, to grow the audience, to buy the book. That's gonna take some time. It's not gonna give me a quick enough return. A blog, I enjoy writing. 
I understand SEO. I know what I need to do in order to get those visible, but you're competing with a lot of attention on Google, right? It's difficult to rank. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And I just felt for myself that wasn't the most leveraged use of my time. Email lists, pretty easy to grow when you have a source of traffic that you're driving there. And I thought to myself, well, a podcast, gosh, if I'm listening to these podcasts every week, listening to these experts share their knowledge, why not build my own stage with a podcast right. and do the same and leverage that to grow my email list? And so I started my own podcast. We launched our show, got over 65 five-star reviews within a 48-hour period, thousands of downloads, and very quickly people in my community started reaching out, Courtney, how did you do that? Can you teach me? So this was almost three years ago. Fast forward, we now run a program called Pod Launch, and that's what we do. We teach people how to create leverage in their marketing strategy with a podcast so they can be seen as the go-to expert in their niche. Because when it comes to the resources we have available, speaking specifically about marketing to grow our business, we have money, we have time. We can spend money on advertising which can bring you a result, but it usually decreases your profit margin and usually requires some upfront capital in order to even be able to get those ads going. For those of us who are brand new to business or just starting out, you might have the thought, well, I'm not an expert enough yet to have a podcast. Truly that's you know not something I could do yet. And I would challenge you to look at the expertise you already have because chances are you know more than you think you do. And expertise doesn't come from knowledge. Expertise comes from doing. If you look at any top podcaster, look at me. I didn't know a thing when I started, but I've learned. And you can do the same. So if you're looking to create leverage, you know, that's the other resource is time. We only have so much of it. And you're really looking for a way to build long-term visibility. And what I mean by that is establishing an ecosystem where your podcast becomes the source of all the content you create, where you publish consistently, but not at a pace that's going to burn you out like you would have to do with short form content. Right. And create a library of evergreen content where people can find you for months, years. They could go back and listen to old episodes and still become a lead, still become a new customer. That is real leverage. So I could talk about podcasting all day. I'm going to pause there, AJ, because I'm sure you have questions. But yes, very powerful marketing. Yeah, yeah, I was also trying to learn because what you said is perfectly uh, correct. And this is the way it, it should be. You've got to build your own uh, systems, your lists in place so that, you know, you're not taken by surprise if anything happens to any of the platforms, social media platforms that you are on. And it is such a wonderful thing. Podcasting, you can utilize your, your knowledge, your your ground level understanding of things by doing and that is your expertise in today's time like today me and my wife we were trying to listen to one gardening uh, webinar and we paid for it because we want to know more about gardening you know we don't have a big garden some small balcony garden but here we don't look at the biggest gardener in the world we look at somebody who knows about these things and they can share that same is with podcasting people want to learn have certain questions in mind and wherever in any podcast they can get those questions answered 
it can just make their life. They will find the biggest answers of their life. And people keep on. That's the search that everyone has. So there is so much to learn from you, Courtney. And, you know, you were also, in fact, in your uh, email, I saw one of this program that is coming up and you were asking uh, about registering people. So maybe you can share about that so that, you know, more people can register for that. Absolutely. So the two best places to connect with me first would be our podcast, Anti-Fragile Entrepreneurship, as you've mentioned, AJ. We talk about business, we talk about systems, we talk about navigating the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. So if you enjoy listening to podcasts, then I would invite you to check that one out and you can find it anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And you're right, I host a series of workshops and I do these on a regular basis. And the next one coming up is in June where I'm going to show you our exact process for launching a profitable Apple Top 100 podcast where I will reveal our process that we've used to help over 60 clients launch a top-ranked show that gets your listeners reaching out asking how to buy. This training is completely free. There is no pitch. If you're interested in podcasting, I invite you to attend. And AJ, we can get the link for you so that you can Absolutely. link that in the show notes. And even though at the time of this recording, as I mentioned, the next one is in June. That's when we're recording this. But this is an ongoing series. So even if it's, you know, you're listening to this at a later date, click that link and you'll get the latest information. Wonderful. Wonderful. I will include that into this, uh, into the show notes for sure. And so now how do people connect with you then? Because you, you are the founder of the effortless life. CEO and founder. I like this name. What does effortless life mean? How did you come to this, this particular name and how do people connect with you to, be able to get the best out of you in terms of podcasting, in, in terms of the other things that you do. Yes. So the effortless life really came from a very long two week brainstorming process of trying to figure out how do we communicate what we really are about and what we stand for. And I had played with different names, different taglines through the years and finally landed on this idea of effortless which literally means with less effort. And that's what we help business owners do, is to build and scale their business with systems, with leverage, so they can build a business that runs without them and feels effortless. And so the best place to connect with me, if you want to connect with me personally, look me up on Instagram or LinkedIn. Just type in my name, Courtney Elmer. My profile will pop up. And if you... Like I said, the, the workshop coming up is, is an excellent place. My podcast is an excellent place. Um, and if you, you know that you want to launch a podcast and this is something that you absolutely want to do and you just want to skip the workshop, then AJ, I would invite your listeners to reach out to us directly. Mypodlaunch.co. And of course, I'll share all these links with you. Right. You can go there. You can book a strategy call with us and we'll sit down with you and we'll talk about, you know, is this a good move for your business? Is the timing right for you? Is this the next best step for you? And we'll help you get clarity on that. So I'd love to just extend that as a, as a gift to your listeners as well. Wonderful, wonderful. My last question to you, Courtney, is that, you know, after seeing life from so close, fighting of cancer, not a small thing, making a name for yourself in the podcasting world, and now, all being all, also now being the mother of a miracle baby. So with all these experiences, wonderful experience, miracle experience, fighting experience, you know, 
business experience, podcasting experience. How do you see it all? And what is it that you seek for yourself now? Hmm. This is such a beautiful question. You know, I really wrestled with this for a long time because I'm a person that has multiple interests and a lot of different things that I've been through in my own experience, as you just mentioned. And I used to struggle with how do I tie all of this together? How does it all work together? How does it make sense and weave the tapestry of, you know, my, what is my life and my story? And really, it does come back to this idea of anti-fragility. And for me, you know, helping others learn to grow through what they go through helps me fulfill what I feel called to do in this life. And in doing that, I'm able to use my voice to impact positive change in the world, which truly is my deeper purpose. So as far as what I see next for me and, and how all of this benefits me, you know, this is just really, it's my life's work. It's what I love to do. And it's what I see myself doing forever for the indefinite future, unless the industry changes, right? And then we need to weigh that decision and say, hmm, is this, do I need to jump ship or do I stay the course? No, I'm just joking. But yes, that's really what it all boils down to is learning how to be a better human, better mom, better business owner, growing through what I go through so I can model that for others. Wonderful. On this note, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. Thank you for having me.